podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. Today we are reviewing the first test and the huge fallout coming from it. Injury plagues both teams before the second test as we do a preview of what is going to go on, as well as talking about the 100. Is it a success or is it one too many formats in the domestic game? I'm Rob. This is Rich. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, Rob? You're all good? Yep, we are very good. I'm slightly in a convoluted world of cricket, drowning in content being thrown at me and some is going under the radar. I'm, I'm looking at the 100 as the problem. Wow, yes, yes. I'm, I'm sure you know that the One Day Cup is also going on at the moment. No one's talking about that. No. I'm fine, though. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll get by it. So, Rich, there's, there's been a whole heap of cricket going on since the last time mm. we were together. Big one is the main main attraction of the summer. I don't know if I can call it that because we've had the World Test Championship, which New Zealand won, and <laughs> we've had the 100. But India being in town for four, five Test Match Series, the glory Test Match Series before Australia, the first test is in the books. Mm. It should be massive, shouldn't it? It should be huge. We've got India, one of, arguably the best test, test nation in the world. New Zealand have got something to say about that, but arguably. Uh, but we're looking at this. We're looking at one side. Oh, the Ashes are in the, in the future. The T20 World Cup's in the future. So this test series, it's a bit of a build-up to the Ashes. We've also got the 100 going on. We've got the one-day cup going on. We've just had the T20 going on. It's all over the place, isn't it? I just It doesn't feel like there's enough focus at the moment on this series. Um, one of the best things I think I heard recently was it's the 100 franchises are rightly a little frustrated that they're losing some of the star players to the test matches. <laughs> I mean, I, I do feel for those franchises that have got such history of uh, developing players, but we'll kick that to the end of the podcast today, mate. All that other cricket that's been going on around the world, we need to catch up a little bit at some point, don't we, and chat about a few things that have gone on. But I think we need to do that next time. Obviously, we haven't been around for a while, but um, ah, this, these things happen in the world. These things happen. There's too much going on. Um, but yeah, first test match, I thought it was a cracker. Absolute cracker. In our neck of the woods, Nottingham. It was just frustrating, wasn't it, in, mm. the, in the end? We, we've, we've had, you know, it's like everywhere in the world, it's extremes at the moment. You, it's either dry, 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 hot, or it's wet. And somehow we actually snuck this test match almost through to a conclusion. Uh, But it was fifth day rain. Absolutely stymied that. 52 for one, India were stranded, requiring just a target of 209, which was just another 157 runs to win, Rob. Uh, Sharma and Pajara both set 12 not out. Uh, Rahul was back in the pavilion in 26. Just before we go back and recap the game, who wins that test match, Rob? Honestly... 
I honestly, I I thought India was going to win the Test match, and yeah, I don't know I, if I'm... that's being pessimistic England cricket fan or the reality, but it felt to me like India were in the winning position. England could have yeah. won, but I probably would have gave England a thirty percent chance of winning. And mm. I think that India, sounds India about fair. I think that sounds real fair. I think the other thing, in my mind, the way I'm looking at that chase, they need another 157 runs. They've still got two lokes at the crease, yeah. nine wickets in hand. They've already cashed in their first ball out Coley yeah. chip or card, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. That's not happening again. So he's scoring runs in the second innings. And if he if he gets in, he's going to guide them through to yeah. uh, that target, isn't he? It yeah. wasn't a horrific pitch. It wasn't like a, you know, a fifth-day pitch that's turning sideways or, or seaming all over the place it was a pretty good pitch that was getting better and better. So I just, I think it would have been in this game as well. And I think we've got to be fair, haven't we, from the off. I think they, they might have deserved it, maybe. But then Joe Root, man of the match, he kept England in contention, didn't he? That's, it, it's almost like when Steve Smith came to play in the Ashes in England, you saw this Australian team fall apart in pieces, but there was always Steve Smith there yeah. scoring 700 runs and playing like he's on a completely different wicket. And I feel like when I was watching Joe Root hit the ball through the covers, Joe Root was playing on a completely different wicket and to completely different bowlers with different amounts of sing, swing and seam than mm. any other England player. Because he was doing a bit. He just mm. like, you know, you see guys going to the nets and they're just like, just creaming it from ball one. Yeah. To me, that was what I was watching from Joe Root. I was watching peak Joe Root. Yeah. Yeah. He followed it up. He got 60 odd in the first innings, didn't he? 64 of 108. Good, good strike rate as well, just under 60. Mm. And in the second innings as well, what really impressed me as well was, again, that strike rate. It's not just all about that, is it? It doesn't really matter. But 109 of 172 balls, 14 fours, 63.37 strike rate. It shows you, and this is a bit of a loaded comment I'm making, it shows you you can play and score runs at a half-decent rate in Test cricket if you are trying to be positive. Yes, Joe Root is one of the finest players in the world. But again, this wasn't a track that was doing absolutely all sorts. It wasn't overhead conditions that was doing all sorts. So well battered to Joe Root, he deserved the man of the match. He put England in a position where they could have won the game after a pretty poor first innings, 183 all out, yeah. 65 overs, Root 64. And then we've got starts again, haven't we? Sibley, 18 off 70 deliveries. Zach Crawley, 27. Bairstow, 29. Sam Curran, 27 not out. That's why one of the main reasons Sam Curran was in the team, isn't it? England have always got a bit of an obsession of needing that comfort blanket, of needing bowlers that can bat. And Curran and Robinson, to a lesser extent, that's the reason at least Sam Curran's in the team at the moment, especially with the, obviously the huge, huge miss of Ben Stokes that we haven't mentioned yet. And we will obviously cover over that in a, in a little while. Um, but it's just a, such a frustrating innings. Burns went off early. That's going to happen to opener. I'm not going to hold yeah. it against him. But it's those starts that really frustrate. And then it's the middle order woes of Lawrence and Butler who couldn't get off the mark um, that just sort of, uh, you know, added uh, added insult to the, uh, to the card. It's, a, it's an overpopulated market of cricket revolving around white ball and then you take guys and it's not picking on Bairstow because I actually thought Bairstow looked like a million dollars at the crease at times yeah. when he was batting. He was timing the pants off it. But you look at him, you look at a Joss Butler, you look at these guys who have been playing white ball cricket around the world, come and play test match cricket in England when you've not had any county cricket, no preparation yeah. to get ready to go and play a test match against, like we've said, one of the best teams in the world. What what do you expect to happen? It's it's almost yeah. like we know we've got problems in the order, and the guys that we've bought back in, mm. no 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 red ball no red ball. You yeah. just you can't go do it. 
Well, it's frustrating because the start of the summer, it was set up quite well for Red Bull cricket, wasn't it? Burns batted himself into form, batted yep. superbly. The number of half centuries he hit was remarkable. Sibley was Red Bull, but obviously broke, broke a digit, didn't he? Should have took a catch, won't break your finger. <laughs> I joke, I joke. <laughs> um, Crawley was you know, batting Red Bull as well. So it was there. But then suddenly, as we build up to this, as India are playing warm-up games, England are not. <laughs> England yeah, are not doing that's... anything with a Red Bull. It's yeah. T20. It's uh, it's hundred. These guys are going around wearing their whatever packet of crisp shirts on. But and that's perfectly and, clear from the ECB. That is the priority. Like out of everything yeah. on the table, the priority is we want you playing in that competition because that's worth more money to us. We think. Yeah, yeah, and and you're always going to have the apologists and and people saying, ah, oh, but it's fine. But they are playing cricket. They are netting. They are out there every day. It's midsummer. They don't have to worry too much about it. But yeah, come on. I mean, it was set up to same. fail, basically, wasn't it? It's, it's, set not, up to it's fail. not the same. Have you ever seen no. a white ball swinging for 30 overs round corners? Or do you see it swing for the first three or four overs and then it just goes up and down and you just smack it? <laughs> it's completely different. Basically, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It, it seemed as if England were a little bit set up to fail in this. Yeah. It's remarkable, though. How many times have we spoke about overseas, you know, touring teams overseas not having enough preparation? They arrive. Yeah. They have a few nets and then they're straight into the test matches. And you can, you know, teams come over to England so often and they don't play any cricket in advance of the test match. And England are ahead and we pat ourselves on the back. But by the end of the series, those teams are catching up with us. Yeah. If only they'd had a couple of warm up games, it would have been a true competition. Yeah. India have hit the ground running. And that's another reason I think India would have gone on to win this game. But England 183 in the first innings. We've spoke about who did what. Butler was a really weird innings. 18 ball duck. That is not Josh Butler. He really, really struggled. He yeah. seems, and I've see, heard other people say this as well, he seems like a guy that has to put some time into his red ball. White ball, yeah. he can do it with a blindfold, left-handed, yeah. laying down on one leg. Whatever he needs to do, he can smack the ball to the to the ropes. You know, he gets in that many weird positions. He probably could be laying down playing some of those shots. We're all into different things, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have, have a nap. It's fine while you're batting. <laughs> so. <laughs> I tend to do the have a nap afterwards when you get out. But, um, no, but that was really weird. And hopefully he can come through because obviously he had, there was question marks when he got, got that wicketkeeper slot, wasn't there? Yeah. But he scored runs. Um, so hopefully this is just a blip and he's back into back into things now. And, and as the test gets kicked off today uh, at Lords, he'll be back back onto it. Um, so it's a bit of a weird first innings for India, Jasper Bumrah, JJ. He's just immense. Four wickets for him, three it's from Hamashami. Yes, Siraj, one for 48 and two for Shadow for core. Um, Mohamed Siraj, just want to talk about him for a minute. He's a little bit crazy. It, he reminds me of, and I can't remember guy's name. Who used to bowl for India that was a, a little bit nuts as well back in the day? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I was about I to say narrow it down, but, you know. I, I can't remember his name, but when I do... It'll mm. just go. Oh yeah, that guy. That's the um, I actually, I actually came across from it going. I think you're a bit of an idiot, mate. Yeah, he, I he's, didn't he's, like his send off. No, there's a couple of players in this game where I'm just, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm struggling to find an opinion at the moment. Because Siraj is one, Ollie Robinson's another. Now, forget about anything yes. that Ollie Robinson's done this summer, as in off the field or when he was a young man. But there's something about Siraj and Ollie Robinson with the way they conduct themselves on the field. It's not like, oh, he's on my team. He's a good lad. Oh, I like the way he gets stuck in. Because I really like players to have that confrontation in cricket yeah. if they need it, as long as it doesn't go too, too far. But Siraj has got that. He seems to be picking on everybody and thinking he's, you know, a 400 test wicket bowler. 
uh, when he's pretty much starting out. I love the enthusiasm, but just kind of cool your jets a little bit, pal. Yeah, and exactly. Robinson's got that niggle about him that's like, is it, oh, he's our player, isn't he a good guy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's fun to see him do this. Or is he verging on the, you're being he, a bit he, of a dick, mate. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very easy to, to see that. I think the Siraj thing I can put down to, he's not got enough confidence in his ability and he's nope. trying to really enforce himself on that game and get a wicket yep. any way he can because he's he's yeah. not got 50 test match wickets. He's borderline in the team. And I feel mm. it's, it's it's a self thing. He's trying to get the best out of himself somewhere because he can't just do it with his talent and keeping his mouth shut. And, you know, you see that through different levels of cricket. You, I feel like you find people like that. The Ollie Robinson thing, um, there's been a couple of things that's kind of struck my mind watching him play. I think there was a, a not a shoulder barge, but a, a, a bit of something the, like that. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you, you're, was you're actually coming across like a dick, mate. And yeah. you've gone out there and said, oh, you know what? I'm not this guy that's done all these things in the past. And that's cool. But mm. what we want to see is just a good old decent bloke on the cricket field because he's got loads of talent. He doesn't yes. need to be a dick at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. I, I, Siraj, I quite like some of that. And I like the mentality of that as well. He's trying to impose himself on this series, mm. in this India team and on the opposition. But no problem with that. It's just it's sort of the level you push it to, isn't it? And how mm. much you do it. He just needs to pull it back a little bit, rein it in a little bit and just uh, just just kind of ease up a bit. Robinson's the same. That was the point I was making. That's the one I, I, that really jumped into me is the one yeah. where he did leave a shoulder there. It's like, come on, there's no need for that. Yeah. Um, he just needs to be careful, doesn't he? He's not coming into this uh, this setup with no baggage. Yeah. He just needs to be careful that he doesn't get a reputation for the wrong reasons. Um, and if he acts like that in Australia, then <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because he's going to get heaps from all over, isn't he? So he just needs to just ease up. Bowling-wise, he did. We'll get onto that in a moment. He bowled really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and he, he certainly deserves his inclusion. Looks, yeah, looks absolutely. Superb control, which I really enjoy. Decent pace, nips it both ways. Great, great. Yeah, definitely. And obviously going on to the, the Indian innings, 278 all out. Main, Ollie Robinson, five for 85. His first five for, he got a four for in his uh, in his, in his first uh, test appearance, didn't he? Jimmy, four for 54, just keeps going. Um, it's a bit of a strange one because Stuart Broad, it wasn't that many years ago that Broad, but it was eight for 15 against Australia from the pavilion end. Yeah. Skittled Australia. And he was he was coming on at first change um, sometimes, wasn't it? Obviously, he did have the new ball initially, but then he was, he was, he was I think, you know, in this, the different uh, phases of, of that innings. He was, it was him, it was Anderson and Robinson opening the bowling. And then Broad waiting to come on at the pavilion end after Anderson. It just seems a bit mad. I mean, Jimmy obviously is a legend, but. I just, whenever I see Broad at Trent Bridge, I just think, just give him the ball at the pavilion end as soon as possible. And he's you never know there. what's going to happen. He's bowled there the majority of his professional career. He knows where he wants to bowl from. So I did think it was a strange move, but Anderson was brilliant um, that evening against against oh. India, the Pajara one. And then the Kohli wicket was absolute class. Swung in, yeah. nipped away, just unplayable. You've got to be about the best player in the world to hit that. That's how good a yeah. delivery that you look at, you're talking about. Definitely, definitely. There's that phase, wasn't there? I mean, they made a pretty good start. You know, they got up to you know nearly a hundred partnership between Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul, uh, who was obviously in for um, Mayank Agarwal, who missed the first test. Um, Rahul batted really well, 84 um, for uh, Anderson. Got him in the same way he did get Pajara and Kohli, which was caught behind uh, Court Butler, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that, that little spell of play, Pajara and then Kohli. 
And it wasn't like Rahani went, didn't he, around that sort of same time as well. The run out, just the you yeah. know, suicidal run out of Johnny Bairstow with the direct hit. It was it was fantastic bit of cricket. And then Rishabh Pant comes in and immediately is counter-attacking, trying to smack Jimmy Anderson up and over backward point or wherever he was trying to hit it. it just it, sensational stuff. If yeah. Pant can get going, and that's another thing when we look at the fourth innings, Rishabh Pant, if he if he spent five or six overs at the crease, he's probably scored 20 or 30 quick runs and 150-odd chase, which is basically what it had become. And he, he's done it in chase. Like, he did it in Australia yeah. when they needed it, so yeah. he can do it. Yeah, and Jadeja as well, 56 for him. Every it's time class. I see that guy now, he scores runs. Yeah. It's, it's just, maybe maybe it's just, no, that's not a scientific uh, <laughs> sort of opinion poll, is it? Every time I watch, he scores runs. But well, it's just one of those players. He's just, he's got it in him, hasn't he? He, he is, mate. He scored a Test match 100, 1650s, 2,000 runs at an average of 36, mm. up 221 wickets at an average of 24, mate. You're telling me mm. he isn't the best all-rounder in the world. You just can't, well, you can't do it. Those stats are ridiculous. I'd say there's a guy in his dressing room that might disagree with you, Ravi Chandran, yeah. Mr. Ashwin. <laughs> He'll be disagreeing true. with you. He reckons he is. So, <laughs> And it's, it was a big move putting, playing Jadeja ahead of Ashwin because Ashwin mm. is such a class performer. Um, so it was, it was interesting. And it'll be interesting to see in the second test to see if there is a change, which we'll get onto in a moment. So, so yeah, again, a few starts, um, but more so down the order. JJ Bumrah absolutely blew his previous career best uh, score away with a 28 at number 10. England will be frustrated. Yeah. I think by that. Seven for 205. We get into the tail and then we allow them to get up to 278. Uh, 13 for Shami. You know, basically Jadeja marshalling the tail, wasn't it? Um, it's it's but, ridiculous. Uh, He's only scored 71 test match runs in his career. Yep. And that's top and that, like 12, 14 or something like that. I don't know, but. Yeah, you know he's he scored forty percent of his test match runs. Great maths there, way too high. But he scored a portion <laughs> of his runs <laughs> in this innings, <laughs> a significant Most. portion. But that, that's incredible. The guy averages three, and he's just scored yeah. twenty eight. Like you exactly. imagine the betting odds you would have got on him scoring twenty eight at more than a run a ball. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So I mean, India at this point though, with the tail scoring that extra sixty odd runs or whatever, you know, it pushed them into a, a notable lead of ninety five. And it was only because of Joe Root, really, that England got themselves back on top to set a really good target of 209 for India. Uh, so we spoke about Joe Root's 109. Middle order I'm going to talk about first. Johnny Bairstow, 29 and 30. I don't think those scores actually paint the full picture because he played really well. He looked yeah. a good cricketer. And he, he was unlucky um, getting out here to Siraj as well because he absolutely nailed that ball. Mm, that's it. Yeah, and he it's one of those. He just needs a score, doesn't he? Yeah, I think I was sort of joking with you before, and we've spoke about this a number of times. England have got a little bit of a, an addiction with Johnny Bairstow. They can't give it up. They try and give it up. They try and just, you know, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. They send him home. They, they drop him from the squad. But they can't turn away from him for long. And he, obviously he's back in, you know, it wasn't much of a surprise to me he was back in this. When I first saw the squad, I was thinking he better just be as a backup wicketkeeper. But then you actually start looking at this batting lineup. Obviously Pope was missing for injury. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. You're sexy with it, daddy. You do you. 
and then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Are you ready to get started? You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's b o d i.com. There's no um there's no Ben Stokes who would have batted at 5. Yeah. Um then you start going, well actually this is perfect Bearstow territory, isn't it? He's an experienced player, sneaky old. Yes. Sneaky old, as we say about a lot of these players in the England team. Um, and you get him back in there and he, he's, he's just nearly, he's so close to nearly getting that score he needs. When he's batted with the gloves, not batted with wicketkeeper gloves, that sounds ridiculous. But when <laughs> he has batted, when he is, he's in the team with the gloves, <laughs> he has scored runs. But as a batsman, he hasn't quite done it for England and he needs to get a score. He'll obviously be in for the second test at Lords today. He needs a score. And I wonder, we'll go into this in a bit, but I wonder if we might see him a little bit further up the order. Mm. Um, Dan Lawrence averages 27 when he's not the wicketkeeper, averages 38 when he's wicketkeeper. Mental. Absolutely. Mental. Got to be in the game the whole time. Yeah, yeah. There's something in that, isn't there? So it'll be interesting to see how he does kick on. This This is make or break for him. He's had plenty of ins and outs, hasn't he? This is the time where if he wants to be the guy that people keep saying he is, white ball, one of the finest cricketers we've ever produced especially in the longer yeah. form, he needs to do it now at Test Match. This is the time. Yeah. This is the series. And then the Ashes is, is coming up, hopefully, um, if COVID doesn't get in the way. Um, Dan Lawrence, 25, he was in the team. He's not really got going yet, has he? Ollie Pope hopefully might be fit for this next game. Another big question mark. Uh, there's a few, there's a bit of shuffling that could go on in this batting lineup, I think, isn't there? But we'll talk about it shortly. Josh Butler did get a few runs. And then that tail of Curran and Robinson chipped away as well to get that 303 and set up the target. Um, the top order, 18 for Rory Burns. Again, you know, it, it's not anything to get excited about. It's not anything to be overly upset about. Burns has had a 100 this year, yep. this summer, early part of the summer, if I remember rightly. But Dom Sibley, 28 off 133 deliveries, two fours, 21 strike rate. I believe Crick Viz threw some out there. 2% of his shots were attacking in that innings, which is one of the low. It's just, it's getting silly. I really like Sibley. Yeah. And I, when he came in the team, he deserved it. But I just don't see how we can sustain him in the side. If And I've said this before as well. If you're playing him because you are fearful of the middle order, then sort your middle order out. I know it's yeah. easier said than done, but you cannot pick a man just to block just because you're a bit fearful of what might come behind him. Yeah. Then sort your number three out, sort your number five out. It's not on 
It's just not cricket. I, we can't do this. It's, it's putting pressure on other people. It is. It is. It it builds up, and you know, we've heard the the saying, "I'm there to take the shine off the new ball." Oh, um, yeah. That's a different age of cricket as well. Sometimes, isn't it? Isn't it? It, it is, mate. Mm. Sibley. I've told you about what Mark Wall said about him. How he's Dominic Sibley's anti cricket, and if mm. he's opening the batting for England in Australia in the Ashes, then cricket's dying. Yeah. <laughs> he really truly hates him. And I saw one stat around him that it only. Scored ten or eleven runs on the offside in his Test career at one point, which was a, a ridiculous stat. But mm. the, the fundamental thing is, is that he's batting a lengthy period of time, and I can't—I have seen it, but it might be the most on average that anyone's faced balls per innings in England over the last few years. Right, he's Dom Sibley, but the yeah. runs is way down. He's averaging mm. thirty. That's inflated by scoring some runs against a pretty average West Indian team last year. Mm. Hasn't scored runs all of this year. Remember, he was in Austin. Mm. He was in India, not scoring mm. a run. Couldn't get the ball mm-hmm. off the crease. Didn't know what to do with the straight one. And now we're in a position where he's not played much red ball cricket. We said at the start of this series, they've got one or two test matches to make a decision because they need to mm. work out who the opener is for Australia if that series is even going ahead. And yeah. they've very quickly got to work out, is it Dominic Sibley, who averages 21 this year from 18 mm. innings? Is that the guy? Yeah, it's me, rough, isn't it? No. It's, me, no. It, 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 it absolutely. It, it, that's the whole point for me. I, I don't dislike the guy. I don't dislike the mentality. I really quite respect it, in all honesty. But the aim is to score runs. And... I've got ultimate respect for openers that go in there and really dig in initially, put the bad ball away, but dig in. But yeah. then you have to have a different gear. At yeah. some point you have, and I'm not saying go from first to fifth. I'm saying just drop into second and third a little bit. You know, you just need to pick up that scoring rate, get to 30, 40, um, you know, per 100 balls, you know, an Alistair Cook sort of um, strike rate. But if when we're dallying down at like 20, you know, it's just... It's, he's not trying to score. And I don't understand why oppositions are not just hiding the ball on, on fourth, fifth stump, outside of stump, and just saying, yeah. go on then, yeah. hit me. Because he can't play a shot on the offside. And he's an international That's batsman, incredible. international opening batsman, and he can't score runs on half the field. And I, it just it's the frustration coming out because I just think there are other players potentially that, that could warrant a go and yeah. at least do as well, if not, you know, if not better. We hope better. Well, uh, but it, but they but I'll just quickly say before I let you yeah. jump in, Rob. This setup wants to give players one test too many rather than one test too few, and I yes. totally understand that. Yeah. But these guys are, I mean, Burns as well. I mean, you might you might have the stats in front of you, but they've they've played plenty of games now. Oh, they've played more tests as openers, other than Cook and Strauss in in yeah. the last like yeah, ten so, years. They're given so, more opportunity so, than Nick Compton, who went and scored. Hundreds in New Zealand and hundreds here and hundreds there. Yeah. yeah. So just have a quick look. Rory Burns, 26 test matches, 48 innings. Dom Sibley, 21 matches, 37 innings. That's a pretty good look at whether a player is good, is up to it or not. Um, and I think they need to make a sharp decision today. But it's complicated because Zach Crawley's not in form either. Uh, who we've kind of dusted over a little bit today, but he's not in form. Um, let's get back onto that chat a little bit in a second when we look yeah. forward to the test match night today. Um JJ Bumrah, he's got to be one of my favourite cricketers. Um, nine wickets in the game, uh, nine for 110. He just, he's, a, he's sensational. 
I, he, he, he somehow gets overlooked. You know, when we're talking about, you know, maybe the Mitchell Starks, obviously we talk about Jimmy Anderson and there's a few others around the world. But Bumrah is just consistent quality, just just an exceptional player. Yes, he's got a bit of a, you know, talking of dodgy techniques, weren't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this man has a bowling technique that's a little bit on the, on the weird side, but he just keeps doing it. And he's caught out of those no balls, though. Yeah, no, he's, he's class, mate. The, the two balls that are, are three balls that I really like from his in is one, um, LBW appeal on Stuart Broad in the first innings, followed it up with the exact same ball, but out second time round, <laughs> and then cleaned him up with the exact same delivery in the second innings. Yorker mm. swinging back into him. Just a thing of beauty, mate. He's he's world-class, and he, he's he's getting better at this format of the game. He's a great cricketer mm. in white ball cricket, but now 92 test match wickets, an average of 22, good economy rate of a 2.69. Mm. But six five wicket hauls there yeah, it's a match it's winner about. it's a match mm-hmm. winner with the ball mate that's it and that's what you want to see isn't it so just wrapping up this game then so Brody did actually get himself off the zero and he did pick up the wicket of Kayla Hall caught behind uh, Josh Butler um, who had a pretty good test match behind the stumps obviously a number of catches uh, disappointed with the bat but uh, but yeah as, as we said it did look like India were going to go on to win this game other opinions are available I'm sure there is the who knows? You know, there, there is a chance that um, that England could have could have got stuck into this top order, but I just think there was too much firepower down there with Jadeja and Pant, as yeah. well as the the sort of the rock of Kohli, um, yeah. to uh, to see India home in that game. Yeah. Um, so ultimately disappointing. But we have four Test matches remaining. Um, questions for India first coming into this second Test, Rob. Yeah. Um, Agarwal missed out, but Rahul came in and did score some runs. So I think that's that's not a problem for them. Look good. Right. Yeah, Rahane, uh, Jiki Rahane is struggling a little bit over the last year or so. Um, he's down on his average. I think he's averaging just over 20 in the 20, 2021. So I think, I, I'd imagine he'll play today, but I'd imagine as well that the, the microscope is is getting a little bit um, more, you know, obvious. Yeah. They are looking at him a lot more. Yeah. Uh, the other big question for this test going in is Shardul Thakur is going to, uh, his hamstring's gone uh, tweaked. So he's he got himself four wickets in the game, two in each innings. He's going to miss out. He was batting at eight, so he did give India a little bit of balance coming in behind Jadeja at eight. So the big question comes: Do they go? And I'm not. I don't want to be too disrespectful to England, but do they do in England and think about the bowler with his batting ability, or do they yeah. just pick the best bowler for this situation? So the options really are Ashwin. Do you play Ashwin? He could come in at eight, and that would give you an exceptional batting lineup. Or do you go a little bit weaker and pick an Ishant Sharma or an Umesh Yadav? Maybe Sharma. You know, he's he's one of the leading wicket takers in Indian history. Yeah, isn't he? You look at that top top top. You know, with Jimmy Anderson going into third place, which we'll mention in a sec. He's in that same list over three hundred wickets. Yeah. If I'm India, I I feel India have outplayed ten of the players or nine of the players, and taking Robinson and Root out of it in this England team. Mm. Need to win a test match to be able to win a series. You've got England down, no Broad, yeah. no Anderson potentially, which we'll come on to in a second. To me, you pick the team that is going to take twenty wickets and win you this game of cricket. It's a yeah. it's a serious situation, and England might be back much stronger the test match after all. Some of the guys might come into a bit of form, but this yeah. is the test match where they need to go out there. They need to win. And you're playing at Lords. Mm. What and, and it's, it is a toss up because 
I don't feel the reason for picking Ashvin should be that he gives you more depth in batting. I feel that you need mm. to take the team that gets you 20 wickets. And I feel mm. that Ishan Sharma's probably the right guy yeah. to come in at Lords with the slope, cause some mm. problems. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot of experience everywhere, basically, but he's got yeah. a lot of experience in England as well. Big fan of Ishan Sharma. I was more of a fan with the, the flowing locks, Sharma. <laughs> so he's, he's all trimmed up now, isn't he? So, but proper, uh, he's. he's yeah, he's, he's, he's maturing yeah. nicely. I like it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop in the order. It does give him a little bit more of a tail. But, again, we've spoke about this a number of times. I would rather pick my bowlers thinking, how am I going to take 20 wickets, rather than, oh, I'll probably need a bowler that can bat a bit. Yeah. Uh, I totally understand that. But, again, that is when you are looking at your batting and saying my batting's not good enough. That's when you start focusing on that. I think India and the, the mentality of this Indian cricket team led by Virat Kohli you can there you can call it potentially a little bit of an arrogance sometimes, but it's sometimes you can have a good arrogance. Yeah. And they have got confidence and a bit of arrogance in their batting, which means that I don't think they're going to overly focus on what they need in their bowlers. They just want their bowlers to run in and bowl. Yeah. Um so so that's where I think it'll go as well. England, this is the fun one. So let's just get caught up with the squad. So Stuart Broad has a calf injury. Yeah. Um he's going to miss the rest of this series. That's really disappointing. He's bowled really well earlier on in the summer. Um He's about 39 wickets off Glenn McGrath in the wow. all-time leading. insane. It goes under the and radar. Exactly. And you know what? I, I looked at this a little while ago and I was thinking, if Brody can go and pick up 20-odd wickets in this series, wouldn't it be beautiful if by the, the fifth test at the SCG, he was basically over overtaking Glenn McGrath in Australia? Yeah. The, the the frustrated applause from the local population and public saying, well done, Brody. Everyone, you know, yeah. Australians, they historically have loved Stuart Broad. They've oh, not yeah. called him a cheat or gone after him on the front page of Bogan Papers up in Queensland. Wouldn't it have been just beautiful for him to overtake McGrath on home soil in one of those test matches and just see that population standing to their feet and giving him an applause? But obviously, unless he has a ridiculous ashes, I don't think he's going to do it over there now. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a shame, mate. He, and we've always said about Stuart Broad, he's, he's someone that needs cricket. He needs bowling yeah. to be at his best and to mm -hmm. have those amazing spells that blow teams away. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it does create question marks. And, you know, it was his calf. Calf's ah, niggle. No, those well. Yeah, calf's niggle. Mm. The, 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 away from cricket, the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, is out. Two and a half months he's out with a calf injury. Mm. And every time he comes back and tries to get playing, mm. he can't quite get there. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Will he be ready yeah. for the Ashes? Because it's only three and a half months away. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, that's all we can say at the moment. I mean, from my history, I, I did one calf and then I came back too soon and the other one then went pop. Literally went pop. I actually heard it, uh, which was fun. <laughs> um Broad apparently did say, I think it was on his Instagram or something, just saying that he thought Jimmy Anderson like whipped him with the rope. And he's like, why has Jimmy done that to me? And then he's he turned around the and realised... Was... treatment. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then he turned around and realised there was nobody near him. And then that's the moment <laughs> he went, ah, I'm in a bit of bother here. Yeah. Um, so it's a big shame that Broad is going to miss out, but obviously that does present opportunity. However, yeah. Jimmy Anderson, there's a question mark over Jimmy Anderson as well. Um, I forget which part of his um, leg or limb... Um, is, is struggling quad there we go um so he's a question mark i think was it the, i can't even remember the day i saw it last night but it's been an age 
an eon since we last had a test match really without Anderson and Broad. Yeah. I think the last time England won a test match without Broad and Anderson, it was six months before Broad's debut. Wow. <laughs> so with, with neither of them being in the team. Been up a little. He's been released from the squad. It was for the first and second test they picked the squad, wasn't it, initially? He's been released back to Headingley, Yorkshire, Northern Supercharge. I don't know. I've lost track. I don't know who he's gone back to play for. Um, but he's gone back. They've picked up uh, Saki Mahmood, the Lancashire quick, who Good. absolutely exploded on the scene uh, in the white ball cricket early this summer. Yeah. Um, he's somebody that we've been really, really looking forward to seeing make this step up. And he really, this, is, this summer seems like this is the time. Um, we've also got an injury concern for Pope. In the, that's why he missed the last test. We're hopeful he's going to be fit. So that becomes a question. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? I don't think I've missed any, any more ins and outs of the squad. So the questions then, we can go through this. I mean, we've got root of four. (laughs) Every team we've got root. Moen Ali, sorry, Moen Ali as well. People are screaming at me. Moen Ali has been called up into the squad as well. The same as Johnny Bairstow. England have a bit of an addiction with a Moen Ali and a Johnny Bairstow. No matter how many times they try and kick the habit, they can't stop picking them. And I don't understand, to be fair, how Moen Ali wasn't picked in this, uh, this squad when Ben Stokes pulled out. So if we say... Roots at four, Butler's yep. going to move up at six, Moen Alley's going to come in at seven, and I'd imagine Curran and Robinson will retain their places. Would you agree with all that? <sighs> I think definitely Robinson. Curran is a question mark, but I think they do like that comfort blanket of a batter at eight. Yeah, you you could well be right, um, given there's no Ben Stokes in the squad. If, I, if you've got Stokes, I think Butler's seven. Yeah. So let's talk about the top three. Bairstow right. batted at five in the last game. I just feel like this is a perfect opportunity and I think England would like to do it. And I think that the, the dream scenario for England is Bairstow becomes a number three, scores runs and becomes our number three for the foreseeable future. And Crawley has not done enough. And I think that's a way of removing Crawley from this team at the moment and getting Bairstow where they want him and opening up that number five spot for Pope or Lawrence? I, I don't know, mate. You, you could be right. You could be <laughs> right. I don't necessarily think it's the right thing to do, but I think we do need... I think time has come yeah. for Crawley to have a sit down. I... And, um, work, you know, work... Sorry, just quickly. When we talk about these players leaving the setup, potentially, it's not because we're never going to play again. It's because we just yeah. need them to go back, work on a few <clears> things, <throat> take some time out, and then come back stronger. Yeah, so I all right. Zach Crawley has had a terrible 2021. He thought, you know, 2020 was the coming of age of him. He scored this double hundred against Pakistan, but outside of that, he's averaged yeah. less than 20 in the next 10 test matches. He's averaging 11 this year, 156 runs, um, a high score of 53 thrown into that. So that's 13 innings, less than 100 runs scored. That's problematic. I gave it a very uh, degrading review of his performance against New Zealand. I thought he was Mm. completely out his depth against world-class swing bowling. Um, Mm. Not moving his feet. The first time I saw it, I got goosebumps. It was perfect for me. I felt like we could go anywhere together. (sighs) There's nothing like finding your match on cars.com. With over 50,000 cars added daily and a powerful advanced search, you're sure to discover the one. Cars.com. It's magical. Click or tap to find your perfect match on cars.com today. 
A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. It's magical. I actually thought in the first innings of this test match, he looked quite good. I mm. thought like he had moments where he looked good. There were some good shots, but when he was getting his feet moving, when the ball was coming back into him, every single time it looked like he was in trouble. And you mm. could see Coley going for reviews at different points, and they, you know, and they finally got him with one that kind of came back in, caught behind. So I th- he's 21, 22. He's learning. Mm. Yep. I still, back. I still feel like England want him in Australia yes. and think he will score runs in Australia. So yeah. I think they might give him another run out. Yeah, possibly that he could be the one when they're talking about one test too many rather than one too few. Yeah. And and no, by no means are we saying that this is Zach Crawley discarded. Yeah, don't ever want to see him again. This is just a time. So I'm going to rephrase the question for you a little bit, Rob. Yeah. So forget about where the batting for a minute. But who would you rather play in this test match, Crawley, Pope, or Lawrence? Because that could be the question. Uh, my snog marry avoid rolling back to nineties <laughs> references. Um, avoid would be Dan Lawrence. I don't. Okay, think... so so who do you? Yeah, who would you play in this test then? How many players have I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good team. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got Crawley at three. Okay, so so. Bearstow's at five, so that means Lawrence and Pope miss out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I just, I just wanted to bounce that around a little bit because I just have the feeling, and I think I've actually seen—I've not read the article yet—but I think Nasser Hussain's in an article this morning where he's talking about Bearstow. Um, Bearstow's tightened his technique up and could be a make, makeshift number three, and that's the thing. It's not—I yeah. I don't think it should be a long-term thing, but I just, again, it's one of those things that I. What I think should happen versus what I think this England setup yeah. would like to do. And I think this England setup would like to get Johnny Bairstow at number three. Yeah. Because that then enables them to play a Pope at number five, who they really, really like, which I think they really, really like anyway. <laughs> so I think they like him a little bit more than Lawrence. That's what I'm trying to say. So however that shakes out, whether it's Crawley at three, if it's Bairstow at five, we then come to the next question of the openers. Now, we've discussed them at length on this podcast over the years in, in our not very regular podcast at the moment, which we will improve. We will get better. <laughs> um, we have Sibley and Burns, but there is a certain young man called Hasib Hamid who averages about 50 for England already in his few test matches he played in India when he was a young fella. He has gone through the ringer, hasn't he, at Lancashire? He's, he yeah. basically had a year or so where he couldn't score a run. He came to knots last year, didn't get a century, but he batted consistently. He's grown the locks. He's got confidence. He scored centuries in county cricket. He then scored a century against pretty much this bowling attack yeah. in a warm-up game up at Durham. An exceptional century. It was a well-paced one. And when we talk about batsmen not being able to change gears, Hamid was batting at a pretty steady, let's say, 25-30 strike rate. Yeah. He then decided, okay, I'm going. Yeah. And he targeted some of the spinners, or the, whoever the spinners were in that game, he targeted some of the batsmen and he just went through the gears and he got up to his 100. That same week in his first ever List A Royal London um, one-day cup game, he scored 100. He's just a class act. It's time. He's a young fella still. This guy could be an opener for the future, not just for now. And I just think it's time. He's in the squad. What are we waiting for? Yeah. And I think I know the answer to this and I think everyone listening knows the answer to this. Who is he coming in for at opener? 
Well, this is this is the toughy one for me. I mean, my really? my it, no, for, well, I think in my mind I'd know who I would go for. Yeah, but I'm not sure what England would do. And again, it's always that two part two part question, isn't it? The simple decision for me is Hamid plays. Yeah. The tough decision is who who misses out. I think it should be Sibley, but <laughs> Sibley's a younger fella. I, the, the, you could toss it to, you know, you can flip a coin, toss it, whatever you, you know, to make your decision on those two openers. I think Burns probably should play because I think Burns yeah. looks like he can score runs, but it would not surprise me in the slightest to see Sibley still there. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to see Sibley, Burns, and Crowley as a top three today. Yeah. I think honesty. Burns and Hamid will open. I think Sibley, Sibley is due a break. There's some more county cricket coming up. At, some stage of the season. September, I think. September, maybe. October, November. <laughs> so I, I actually think um, it's ta- it's, it is time for a change. And I think England will utilise this. And mm. the want to get Hamid in to play a test before they end up playing at Southampton and places like that where you definitely mm. know you're going to be coming up against difficult spin bowling and two spinners, one from each end. Mm. So I think they'll want to try and get him in and see how he goes before then. And again, talking about the Ashes coming down under, mm. is he good enough to play world-class spin? Because Nathan Lyon's been one of the best spin bowlers for the last decade. Is he good enough to play against that? Yes. In my opinion, yes. I think that's one of his strengths is the way he plays, plays spin yeah. bowling. Uh, so I think that that's going in his favour. He's got a great temperament as well. And the fact that he's fought back from what he's gone through, yeah, I think that's remarkable. I think that just tells me everything I need to know. When we talk about test players, especially batsmen, we, we you can look at technique, how many runs are scored, averages, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's the X factor. It's They've got that something. We can't quantify what it is, but they've just got it. They've got that. It might be temperament or whatever. Hamid has that. There's been so many players over the years that have come in with be- more ability than players like Hamid, but they haven't had that something. Yes. And I think Hamid is one of those guys that has got that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'd be interesting to see uh, how they do shake out with the batting. So big questions today. There could be three changes in that top. Um, well, probably, probably we could shuffle everyone apart from one of the openers and route around. Basically, another four shuffles, couldn't there? Yeah. So you're uh, going Bears, Butler. You're going Bearso three, Root four, Pope five, Butler six. Yeah, Ali at seven. Ali at seven. You go in Curran Robinson next. I think I would. Now, I'm going Curran Robinson because I, I think, let's just say Anderson doesn't make it. We've then got two places for Wood, Overton and Mahmood. I think Mahmood yeah. plays and then I think they bring Wood in as well. Yeah. And then you've got your spinner in Alley and Root obviously can bowl from spin as well. Um, I think <laughs> Overton, I think Overton's the last bowler to come in unless they play Overton over Curran because Overton can bat. Yeah, that's it. It'll, Curran or Overton, but I think they'll want the the, the option Robinson gives them control. Mm-hmm. Curran historically has done quite well against India and can swing that ball back into the right-handers' pads. So mm-hmm. it's it's a different option that he's going to give, and uh, quite, you know, quite a decent option. His record is really good against against India, mm-hmm. and he probably deserves it. But uh, Saki Mamu's the one that I think everyone's yeah. quite excited about. I, I think mm-hmm. I spoke about it on the podcast, but I saw him uh, play in the Lancashire Yorkshire game up at Lancashire on a mm. proper, decent, like almost centre track wicket. It was class. Mm. And he was fast. He was bowling late 80s. He had Will Frayne looking like he was a club cricketer who was yeah. scared of the ball coming back into him, mate. It was it was, it was, was wonderful. Mm. And um, you, you just want to see whether he can do it in test cricket. Mm. And, and it's a difficult thing to come in with an expectation that you can 
not bowl magic balls because we're talking about a seamer here or a swing bowler, but the ability to get people out in those middle overs. You remember how Simon Jones was beautiful at reverse yeah. swing during those things, and, and there was no period of time that was mm. safe, and it was hard to score hundreds against England. Yeah. He can offer that ability to take wickets, to knock over a partnership in the 50th yeah. over of an innings without having to wait for your spinner to do mm. it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some, there's some big questions coming up, and I think it's going to be really interesting. What I, I don't want to see England necessarily rip everything up and start again, but if the, if we are missing two bowlers and there are a couple of changes, it'll be quite interesting to see how the team responds. It yeah. could galvanise them, it could you know rejuvenate them a little bit and just just get them firing. Um, you never know with team dynamics, do you? You don't know who who in the dressing room is the one. It's so it's, it's going to be a really interesting one. I don't think this England setup want to make a lot of changes, which always makes me worry that if they are making changes yeah. to the bowling, they may then go, ooh, well, that's, this is not the game to make the changes in the batting. Mm. Um, I think sometimes you've just got to rip it off, haven't you? Rip off a Band-Aid and just, and just make the changes that need to be done. Crawley needs, needs to sit down. Sibley, I think, needs to sit down. And, um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Moen back in. I think this potentially also takes us into a little bit of a chat about 100 as well. I know you want to just briefly, briefly have a bit of a, you know, mark your run-up out, set yeah. your field and, and go. Yeah. But Moen Ali obviously is exactly the poster <coughs> boy of the 100. And yeah. obviously it's a big miss for that competition that he's been picked up for England uh, after having such a good winter as well. Well, um, IPL as well, wasn't it? So... So yeah, hundred Rob. Um, I've seen some of it. I'll be honest. I've attended a one-day cup game, Royal London, yeah. where I'm just going to quickly give a little bit of a shout out to the Derbyshire ground staff that didn't cover the square <laughs> on a beautiful sunny day. We rocked up there at eleven o'clock or well, ten o'clock for an eleven o'clock start, and play didn't start until after lunch because oh, they covered the track, but the the square was wet. Well done, guys. Great job. So that's that's my experience of Royal London this year. But I've watched a few few bits and bobs of that, and I think that's been brilliant with how many young players have been getting an opportunity. Yeah, it's disgusting how that competition has been pushed to the background. We've yes. got a final coming up at Trent Bridge on the nineteenth, so next week, nineteenth of August, and the tickets were thirty five pounds. They've now reduced them to ten pounds for an adult. So if anyone is anywhere near Trent Bridge or thinking of going to a game of cricket, I think it's a one o'clock start, fifty over cricket. It's, it's a tenner. Get yourselves in there. I think it's a quid for the children as well. So it just just give that competition a bit of support. But anyway, 100, Rob. I'll let you get stuck in. Well, I was quite pessimistic, I think is a, a <laughs> nice way to put it, about the 100, the, the background and the strategy behind what they're trying to do. They're trying to build a brand that they can sell. They built T20, didn't expect it to go off like it did, hadn't created something that was monetized that could be copyrighted and, and and sold off that's what they're trying to do with this they've created a small franchise competition we all know this mm. yada yada some games are on national tv yeah 70 million pounds has been invested into this to yeah. make it work so it is a huge move by the ecb and you know it does align with their policy around white ball first which mm -hmm. again kind of puts the backup of your current audience it's almost to me at times when i think about it like you know you see things going get a free ps4 when you when you're a new customer but if you're an mm -hmm. existing customer you can stay on the same contract and you get no <laughs> yeah. benefit so it, it falls mm -hmm. a little bit into this so what i've tried mm -hmm. to do is i've tried to just go very basic pros and cons Ooh. and 
controlled this is, bobby this is this is quite controlled but i thought i needed to <laughs> structure it in some sort of way so pros frida air tv how some. big is that for getting mm. it in front of people getting yes. cricket in front of people getting women's sport in front of people i've spoken at times over the last mm. two or three years about ufc the marketing machine and how they made mm. women stars stars yeah. one because they're good enough but two because they were marketed and they're on an equal footing as the men and they headline pay-per-views around the world because people yeah. want to see ronda rousey because she is the best woman in the world and i mm. feel putting women in that environment and some of the best women's cricketers in an environment where they can shine is a really good thing. Yeah. I, I just quickly, I mean, I'm not going to jump in on every point, but I think it, the, the, the free-to-air TV is where it's going to have its biggest impact. Yeah. It doesn't matter what cricket you're putting on. If you're putting cricket on and people can access it without jumping behind, a, a, you know, £40 a month or whatever it might be, plus subscription, more people are watching it. That's it. It's really, really, you know, that's not sure. taken away from Sky. Sky's cricket uh, coverage has, has been immense over the last 20, 30 years or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just developed the game, you know, hugely. But we've lost a lot of people. People that already like cricket or people who are fortunate enough to be able to watch it are there and they'll always be there. But it's the ones we've lost along the way. Um, and that's why it's so important. And it's great to see the women's game as well get a higher footing. I'm not going to call it an equal footing. I think they'd like to market it as an equal footing. Yeah. But when they're paying the women... 10% of what the men are getting. True. And some true. women right. some women are, are probably making less money because they've had to have time off work to do this. Yeah. So in real terms, they're actually losing money. Yeah. It's not good enough. If you want to market this as an equal competition and you're getting viewing figures as they are, then you need to stump that cash up for the women. Simple yeah. as that. Uh, it's, that's it's, that's it's a very not, fair point, Mike. Yeah. That's a very so, yeah, fair so, point. So yes, free-to-air is a hell of a good thing. Yeah. Not enough. I think personally, I think every single game should have been on YouTube as well to get kids watching it as well, younger people yep. watching it, and me, because I don't. And me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, carry on, Rob. Go on. Now, um, some of this feedback isn't just my own. This is from people that's been to the ground and watched a game, yep. and from non-cricket fans who have watched it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> they enjoy the coloured clothing, but why are they dressed like packets of crisps? <laughs> that, that's fair. The, the, the other, on a, a more positive note, 100 balls in the ground is really intriguing and easy to understand for everyone. And it's so mm. obvious what is going on. It's a real plus point. Okay. For okay. Kids. That's interesting. Just quickly, because when I'm watching it on TV, it might just be the graphics they're using, but I don't always, I'm a cricket fan. I've been a cricket yeah. fan since I was a kid. I look at the graphics if I've just switched on and it takes me a minute to work out what, what's happening. Yeah. I'll get onto the graphics um, on TV in a second. <laughs> oh, I believe that might be a negative. <laughs> yes. Um, another plus point is star power. Seeing so many good names condensed into a small competition is a good thing. It creates quality. I like that. And I like the fact there's so many English players in that competition. That's more of a, that's more look, not judgment, sorry. That's a, that's yeah. just how it's ended up. <laughs> and it's the most beneficial to the women's game where it does create a level of quality. But even with the mm. quality on there, when you see a star test player come and play, mm. they stand out like a sore thumb. And that's what you you, you really want to see. The mm. men's could have been better if, if COVID hadn't happened. And yes. that's not their yeah. fault. And there would have no, been no. A, a wider plethora of players available. Mm. 
Good things, spectators in the crowd. 100,000 people attended the first week. Uh, 500K tickets have been sold. 89K to kids, 109K to females. 83% of tickets have found buyers during those first few weeks, which is a phenomenal success. This is marketing material, so I wouldn't believe the numbers because a lot of them Mm. would have been given away, but it is getting people into the ground. My point against that is going, you're getting people into the ground, but the T20 blast sold out week in, week out, all yes. around the county for 18 counties. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't feel – there's a bit of a plus and a negative and a, and a bit of a, a, a damp cloth given on those numbers to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 8.5.4 8.5 million people watching on TV during the first week, which is mm-hmm. absolutely insane numbers Mm. so that again falls into the free-to-air tv pro Mm. but it's really really solid numbers and they will be Mm. so happy with that Mm. but there needs to be the the next step Um, negatives i want some negatives yeah all right (laughs) come on that's the fun bit franchise cricket (laughs) yeah i'm not a huge fan of franchise cricket i watched i've watched the highlights of virtually every single men's game i've Mm. watched the full game of a couple of men's game. And I've got to say, I felt it did less for the male players than it did the female players. And I had more interest in the female game. The men's franchise cricket felt really, really forced. Like you've got Mm. guys from different counties, sometimes not even playing for the team that you would expect them to fall within the same region. It feels really unfamiliar uh, and really unforced. However, for the women that don't have a platform, it made mm. me feel like they were stars, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. With that, though, it could be that the, the franchises could develop, if they're going to per- persevere with this, the franchises could develop to actually bringing people through, players through in the women's game. Yeah. Whereas in the men's game, what frustrates me is these franchises, they're never going to produce cricketers. Yeah. They're only going to take cricketers and use cricketers that have already been produced by the system. So if we do belittle the county game then where are your players coming from yeah this is what i don't understand you cannot prioritize a format where you need players yeah because you're just not going to develop them it's simple as that there's no way in the world trent rockets are going to start producing their own players it's nottinghamshire it's Derbyshire, it's leicestershire and all those other counties around there yeah um, they're going to do that so sorry Karen. no no it's all good it's all good mm. um crowds i've put the crowds are the same as t20 they're giving it yeah. all the spiel on tv about it yeah just watch any T20 game that's ever been on Sky. The crowds are packed. People are drinking beer, having fun. The kids are at the game and people are going nuts when the team wins or people put the ball into crowds. Yep. And end of, it's it's exactly the same. It's still only 20 freaking balls shorter than T20. When Test Match Cricket went to one-day cricket, it was a step change. When 50 overs went to 20 overs, it's a step change. When you yeah. go from 20 overs to 16.4 overs, you're just <laughs> fannying around for the sake of fannying around. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it doesn't feel much shorter. It's like, So I've, I've not seen this for a week or so, so it might have changed. But apparently, a 100 game is on average six minutes quicker than a 2020 game. So in real terms, yes, it's a shorter game, but when you actually add in an extra 20 balls per innings, yeah. it's a much slower game. And I, yeah. I thought the whole point of this was, was going to be fast and furious. The first game I watched on TV, I expected a, a, almost a rapid turnaround at, at the yeah. break. 
that's the point, isn't it? To yeah. Make it a quicker game, make it more exciting, not how many adverts we can get in. Yeah. I love my American sports, but let's not have a game that, that needs timeouts just so we can chuck an advert in, yeah. which is what they do over there. Let's not have a game where we have a ridiculously long, like, what is it, half an hour break at innings or something? Yeah. So we can listen to Kevin Peterson talk utter nonsense for half an hour, like he always does. <laughs> I don't care what you think about him, Rob, he's an idiot. <laughs> so. You, yeah. you, are, you are making good points, mate. People, mm. if they're trying to fall into this easy-to-understand, fast-paced market, it cannot be longer than a game of football at all. No. It's no. got to fit in to less, minimum less than two hours for a game of cricket. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's what you want to achieve. Yeah. I, I know they wanted to do this, but I just wonder, because of COVID, we've had teams, as we went into this competition, we had teams have to, in the T20 have to basically not play, or they played teams of absolute randoms, yeah. blokes off the street and kids because of COVID outbreaks. We've we've seen it again recently. I think it was Middlesex against, I can't remember who it was now, but another team in the Royal London had to concede. So we ended up having to do the, 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 the leagues on points per game rather than total points. We've got counties, you've just basically removed half of squads, two thirds of squads from some of these counties and put them into 100 teams. It's just, it just seems within this, this, this year, we've got all this cricket going on. We've got India over, we've got the T20 World Cup coming up. It, would it have been sensible to have kicked this into next year? And give, you know, we've got the Royal London there. You know, we, we've had the T20. We've got a focus on Red Bull cricket with uh, the test matches. With India, you cannot disrespect India coming across in five series. I mean, it's amazing that we've got a five-match test series because we don't tend to have them unless it's Australia or whatever, do we? Yeah. But because of the 100, we've, it's completely cluttered the calendar. We could have been playing some county cricket. And the format of county cricket, I think, has worked really well this year. Yeah, it has. But the scheduling of it is a bit of a shambles. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just wonder if maybe it would have been more sensible. But obviously, with all that investment, with all, everything they wanted to do last year, they didn't know COVID was coming. Um, but I, I personally, I think it would have made more sense to have just kicked it into next year, almost started again with the squads, as they sort of have done this year. And we would have had the star power. Because for me... No disrespect, but I'm watching county cricketers. I know who most of these guys are, but there's even players I've not got a clue who they are yeah. when they rock up. I mean, is that, was it Chris Benjamin, bless him? He's, he's hardly played any games of cricket. Calvin Harrison yeah. from Knotts, he's hardly played any cricket. They're playing in this, this format. They should be the best players in the world. These are talented guys, yes. but this is not the star name we should be talking about. It should be Mitchell Stark steaming in, bowling to David Warner and you know stuff like that. Joe Root in there as well and Ben Stokes, etc. But... Yeah, I don't know. Done the best they can, I suppose. Um, Yeah. Talking of not quite doing the best they can, the TV graphics are absolutely freaking (laughs) abysmal. Honestly, I feel like I've gone back in time. I've loaded up my 8-bit Nintendo that's just come out in 1989, and these horrendous graphics are on screen. Like I honestly thought it was a joke. I thought there was a problem with the TV when I first saw them. They are awful. You're trying to be cool. You've got packets of Chris's freaking shirts, and then you go in. Oh, you know what? We're really hip. Here's some eight bit graphics for the for the who's got what runs and who's bowling. Terrible. I don't mind the side bits when I understood why something was halfway up my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind them. I don't mind them now. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. And that's not just being negative for a negative point. That's looking at something that 
impacts my enjoyment of what I'm looking at on the screen. I don't enjoy things moving up and down the screen. I want to watch the game. And when I look mm. at the graphics, see how fast someone's bowling, someone's figures, the runs, I don't want it to look like a three-year-old child's done it. <laughs> Do you know what makes it, though, makes the competition, is when a batsman walks out, he walks through a glowing little archway. That's what makes the competition for me. Quite like that. It's amazing. It's yeah. like basically like some one of these epic you know, rock band concerts. Yeah, you know some aging aging rockers that basically play Hyde Park or something, and they have like a huge setup with all the lights and all the all the stuff on stage. It's basically the same as that. Yeah, or it's an absolute crap little tendency <laughs> of a little archway. I just want to see one of the bulbs go one day, and it just looked like that would be perfect. I'd sum it up. That will be yeah, funny. it's weird. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, they I look just crap, find it weird. They the look kids, really poor. I w- whenever I look at a competition around the world, I said I want to be able to say I want to buy that one of those kits. Yeah, IPL is like a racing car um, yeah. driver's outfit with the amount of sponsors all over it. There's no space for actual the color of the shirt. I um, Big Bash is a bit all over the place as well, isn't it? With theirs, it's just yeah. I know that to get bringing money in, but there's way too many sponsors on these shirts. I think people would buy the shirts if you actually eased up on the on the sponsors. Yeah, just just go go for Auckland Aces top, mate. Yes, I might not do Optional. that. Optional. <laughs> so, yeah. Jimmy Anderson, is it Anderson on the back? So. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. You should say Finn no. Allen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, 100 is, it is what it is at the moment. It will be interesting to see how it, how it finishes off. Obviously, we've lost a lot of star power. Uh, Royal London is, is coming to a conclusion. We've got a the final group games today, and then we've got two semifinals, and then a final next week. Um, and then T20 Blast um, quarterfinals kick off on the 20 around, well, not the, is it next week? Next week or the week after? Week after, I think. So that's going to be interesting as well. And then I saw something today. If you're not, if a county is not in any of those cup competitions, the knockout stages of the cups, uh, this is uh, Lakeside Lizzie on Twitter. Um, from 12th of August to 30th of August, then you don't have any cricket. No first team cricket for 18 days in August if you're not in either of those knockout competitions. That's yes, ridiculous. some of your players might be knocking around in the hundred, um, but um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Imp- exactly. Quick, important question. I I should suppose I should be a Trent Rocket fan, but I'm starting to warm to uh, London Spirit. Is it just because they've got Tyrrells as their sponsor? I think that's how I'm going to choose my team with which crisp or confectionery type snack I prefer. So. I'm waiting for an orange kit with sponsored by What's It's Mate. Then oh, now that would be good. That would be good. I'd go for that. Or if someone gets Skittles as a sponsor. Yes. Well, no, it's not crispy. It's not crispy. I suppose Trent Rockets with the yellow could have been Frazzles or are they Frazzles? I don't that know. Would be good. They're Skips, aren't they? Oh, okay, I, I think fine. they're Skips. Um, Sorry, Skips. Well, talking about all this cricket going on and mm. this random gap in the diary in the busiest cricket world of all time yes non-cricket watcher sat watching tv turns around and goes why the hell is there another format oh like what why is there another format there's way too many formats like yeah yeah it is quite confusing if you're trying to stay if you're trying to get really new confusing. people into cricket and they go okay this is cricket is it yeah this is cricket okay so this is this is cricket this is just cricket okay what's that other cricket on at the moment with the white is that still cricket yeah, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, isn't there? So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I just, if they wanted to do a franchise, I've been saying for years, T20 City franchise. I mean, yep. Trent is not a city, as far as I'm aware. Northern is not a city. Oh, Welsh is not a city. 
Oval and Oval Invincibles. You've lost a game of cricket. Change your name. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Um, I did. I did a poll on the Twitter page. Now we're yep. halfway through the hundred or whatever it is. And we're probably halfway up the screens in graphics. <laughs> hundred yes or no. Twenty votes. Sixty-two percent. Nah. 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 Just. But that's just, a better number of yeses than I expected. So. Yeah, it's gone up. It's gone up. It was less before we came on the pod, but it's gone up a bit since then. But um, mm. the, the things that cricket people enjoy is, is it cricket? Yes. Is it good cricket? Yes. Are there problems with it? Yeah, but we're, we're enjoying seeing some decent cricket. Mm. If it's decent cricket and you're a cricket fan, quite often that is going to win the day. And, and the, the thing mm. is, the 100 is here. They've spent £70 million on yeah. it. Uh, that won't be over one year they'll have a three or four right. year plan for that 70 million but mm. it's here it's going to be around for a long time um it, it just it needs improvement just hire someone go on fiverr find someone that's good at graphics and, and redo the bloody screen because i can't watch that crap <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy okay i think there's more to be said about the hundred as we go forward cricket's been okay the, the actual cricket has been okay i think if we put it that way um, just before we go, I want to just just to briefly mention, we mentioned earlier about Ben Stokes missing out. Yes. Obviously, he's decided he's having a break. A couple of the big issues over the, potentially for the Ashes is going to be, obviously, with COVID, whether they can bring families, et cetera, with them on the tour. Um, I think if they can't, I think we're now in a position with all the bubbles that have gone on around the world with cricket, that if they don't find a way of making players very, very comfortable this winter, the, the Ashes could be really seriously in doubt. Yeah. Um, ben Stokes has taken a break from the game. Obviously, the, the, his his health, his well being is, yeah. is paramount. Um, much respect to him for taking this stand, and it's not like a, a principled stand. He needs a break. We we all understand that. We all experience things um, around that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure me and you personally as well, Rob. You know what I mean? It's everybody's out there, aren't they? In, in similar boats sometimes. But totally understand Ben Stokes. So I just hope that this is is a warning. Um, for the those in charge of cricket Australia and obviously the ECB to just make the right decisions um, for everybody this winter. Otherwise, you're not going to have any cricket. Um, and hopefully Ben Stokes will come back fit and firing and ready to go for the World Cup. Um, good, good on Ben Stokes. It's, it is strange. Like, if anyone's parents pass away or anyone close to them, yeah, rough it takes years. time. Like, it mm. really takes time to feel normal, human, mm. Um stop grieving going through these mm. things and then start to piece together life whereas sports mm. people are put on such pedestals with such high yeah. money that they're expected to go out two days later after the dad dying and not even mm. saying goodbye to him and go and perform mm. and that's not sustainable i know when when yeah. my old man died it took me a year till i was mm. really starting to <laughs> tick over but yeah it never goes away but you need time mm. to to take it all in and and move mm. on from things. You'll know Brett Favre, when his dad died, he went out mm. on Monday night football, threw five touchdowns. <laughs> and that was his way of dealing with it. Had one mm. of the best games of his career. Mm. But why should someone have to do that? That's my problem. If someone chooses to do that, and that's their mm. way of dealing with it and honouring mm. their family and what it's about, that's cool. But... Mm. No one should ever feel like they've got a gun to the head to go and perform when they need to go through these things that everyone else in everyday life can do behind it uh, without a camera stuffed in the face. So, yeah, big time. And, and, the, and the thing is, the world's a completely different place now as well. We, you know, you, if, if someone might hark back and just talk about how 
cricketers back in the day spent took a, a ship or a boat to yeah. Australia and they were there for six months on their own. They didn't have the family there and they didn't have it's like, come on, things have changed. We don't need to talk about any of that nonsense now. I'm sure those players would have preferred not to have done that as well. So yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully um everything's gonna be all right for Stokes. Obviously, you know, it's still pretty recent, isn't it, about his, his dad. And obviously as well, all the stresses and all the extra pressure of yeah. COVID bubbles, pressures and normal demands of cricket anyway. Uh, injuries as well he's, he's experienced yeah. in the last year so everything you know it, it, it's time you know people need to take that break and that's when we're talking about some of these players in this team as well when we're talking about them being dropped hopefully they can then go in to have some time out have a little break like Robinson did after he um, all that stuff came out he took a break from cricket and then came back again um, and some of these players maybe need that just to recharge the batteries and come back Sibley is a similar position to when you mentioned Nick Compton earlier Compton forgot how to score runs by the time he finished playing for England yeah you know, let's hope we haven't gone too far with Sibley that he can go away, remember yeah. how to score some runs and come back. And score some runs at an average pace, not one a day. <laughs> what What about the Ashes then? It's a genuine concern that the mm. Ashes don't go ahead. I was watching Fox Australia, Mark Warbrand and mm. Julian, I talk about it, but it's their road to the Ashes. They've got Michael Vaughan on. They've always got Michael Vaughan on. They love Michael Vaughan. Yeah. And, you know, all hail Michael Vaughan. Uh, but... Um, Sorry. There was genuine talk about <laughs> do the Ashes go ahead? Because players, are, I don't know the, the actual language used, but basically going, we're not going away for that length of time without our families in bubbles, isolated from the whole wide world. We need our families there. Michael yeah. Vaughan is saying it's sounding like players won't tour. And in his opinion, that the Ashes, if those players aren't touring, should be rescheduled. Um mm because no one wants to see a second-rate Ashes series. Yeah. And also, one of the biggest things about Ashes as well, obviously we spoke about player welfare, et cetera, and we understand that, but also it's fans. One of the biggest things yeah. about an Ashes series is, we don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but it's the England fans going out there. Yeah. I'm not going to say Barmy Army, because Barmy Army is a fantastic thing, but it's not all of the cricket fans. No. Nah, just get mistaken nah. sometimes. They're, they're, it's a fantastic thing that they do, but they're, they're basically a travel agency. Yeah. As well now, you know, there are other people that go out. So love Barmy Army, but it's not just that. It's all the other people that travel independently. You know, I did it 10, 11 with my partner. I went over there to five and six as well to watch a couple of games, which I wish I hadn't done. Thanks. <laughs> um, what was his name? Saj Mahmood and the, uh, Liam Plunkett before he added 10 miles an hour. That was not a good bowling lineup. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It makes it, doesn't it? If we go over there and there's hardly any England fans touring, it's going to be a completely different series. If we postpone it, I'd imagine it's back to normal next year, unless something completely terrible goes wrong. Yeah. So. Mm. Hard to know. Breaking yeah, anyway. news, though, Rich. I say breaking oh, no. news. It came out 19 hours ago. But breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> COVID in the 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of players, aren't there? But, but really, luckily, there's only those two players. They weren't in contact with anybody else in the squad. Is that right? Does this feel like Boris Johnson making up the rules as he goes along? Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Don't yes. want to get I don't need to isolate now. The whole oh, England no. team has to isolate against Pakistan or whoever it was. And then there's an outbreak in the $70 million competition in a must-win fixture for both teams sitting fifth and sixth in the table. And, and it's, it's like, well, the, the, the game can just go ahead. Those two guys were sat on their own for the whole time. It's fine. Carry on. 
It's, cynic, uh, Rob, cynic. Anyway, I think we should get this podcast out, finished and out. So if anyone is having last minute listening, getting giddy about watching a test match at Lords, they can go, oh, those guys haven't done a podcast for a long time. Let's have listen a quick to this listen. for a bit. Have a quick yes. listen. All good. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you've enjoyed it. Good to be back. And uh, we'll be back for the end of the second test match between India and England, hopefully with a few changes to that England lineup. Yes. Goodbye.